Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm your host, Shannon Allen, and today my co-host is David McBee. Welcome, David. Hi, welcome to me. I'm here. Welcome to you. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm going to do a little intro because you have such an interesting history in the world of marketing and digital in general. So I've got a great intro for you. You're going to sound so good. Okay. Okay. So David is a highly accomplished keynote speaker and digital marketing expert. With his extensive knowledge of digital marketing, he is sought after as a marketing consultant and guest on various podcasts. So I'm incredibly lucky and blessed to have him as our guest today. As the executive producer and host of Simplify TV, David showcases marketing and advertising leaders, giving them a platform to share their valuable insights, perspectives, and unique stories. David's journey in the marketing world began in guerrilla marketing and yellow page advertising, but he eventually found his true calling in digital marketing. Over the years, he has helped hundreds of business owners with SEO, paid search, social media, web design, and other internet marketing strategies. In recognition of his expertise, David became one of Google's first certified AdWords trainers in 2008. In addition to his professional achievements, David is also the author of a popular children's book series, DJ's Off-Road Adventures. His passions extend beyond marketing as he actively pursues interests in reading, self-improvement, health, and outdoor activities, all while cherishing quality time with his family. With his rich experience and captivating storytelling skills, David leaves a lasting impact on every audience he engages with. Welcome, David. Thanks I love that. I You're feel, so interesting. I feel incredibly lucky and blessed to be your guest today. You know, I was telling my uh, team today, because I, I, I always say you're famous. We've been partners now. I think we started in 2014 with Simplify. So it's been 10 years of a journey with us. And you and I met very early on, came out to visit and market. I think we came out to Fort Wayne. But because we, my entire team has watched all your training videos, as I said, you're famous. And now I was just telling the whole team about your great books. I love your books. They're wonderful. I can't wait. You said you have a, a third one that's for girls. It's a pink Jeep, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. I wrote that one uh, inspired by my daughter and my wife, who both had pink Jeeps at the time. Oh, that's awesome. Really, they actually have pink Jeeps, like like that, those hot pink ones? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That that's My golf cart is hot pink. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fire. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so it's hot pink with a big... A yellow sun on the front of it. It's and it's called shenanigans. So that's my. We'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> All right. So today I asked David to join me to just really talk about the world of OTT and connected TV and just talk about where it's going in 2024. You have so much knowledge, you know, to this industry and to what where it's going and where it started from. But before we jump in into you know too many questions and facts. I just want to kind of in short, let the, make sure our listeners just remind everybody that OTT stands for over the top and CTV is connected TV, which this is just a method that allows users to stream content on their devices via the internet. It's connected to the web, either through a built-in, such as your smart TV, or an external device like a setup top box. This is, you can do it through video game console as well as all our apps. So, so many ways to distribute this great content. I'm really going to start with my very first question is I was reading some amazing stats as we ended the year out. I'm talking to my team about how do we help our clients really move into this next generation, right? Moving from the linear TV into the OTT world and OTT is expected to reach 
3.71 billion in 2024. So taking the market value of the industry, you know, to almost 300 billion. This trend continues to grow and expand and users spend 17 hours streaming online video content weekly on OTT platforms. So my very first question is, what is the biggest trend for CTV in 2024 that is important for our listeners to know? I really think the biggest trend that's coming is what I refer to as the localization of TV advertising. And so historically ads, television ads have been dominated by about 500 to 600 big advertisers. And you know them, they're Ford and Kraft and Coca-Cola, all those big drug companies that, you know, they spend half their commercial telling you about their side effects, which is always fun. Or maybe, I could go on, but you get the idea, right? Uh So these are the big national brands. But meanwhile, there are over 900 billion search engine marketing and social media advertisers who would love to get an ad on the big screen TV in the living room of their best prospects, right? So I think CTV provides them an opportunity to get an ad campaign up and running for way less than what traditional TV costs. So the ads can be targeted to the geography that the businesses serve. So like even a tiny restaurant, you know, a little neighborhood restaurant now has the ability to target just three or four zip codes or a 10 mile radius around their their location, right? Instead of targeting the entire DMA or the entire metro area, right? And thanks to AI and all the creative services that are now available online, the cost to create just a simple professional commercial mm-hmm. is now more affordable than ever That's so true. for a small advertiser, right? It used to be you'd have to go into the studio and spend thousands of Production, dollars. Production, yeah, it's 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 changed so much. That was that was a huge hurdle, you know, in the first few years. And so I love that you brought that up because that's such a difference compared to what we used to talk about even three four years ago. Yeah, and you can do so much with just images mm-hmm. and a voiceover or a little music, like. I saw a big national ad for UPS not that long ago, and it was just words on the screen flying in, and it was creative, it was animated, but there were no actors, there mm-hmm. was no setting, there was it was just simple and to the point, and it was powerful, right? So while you might see one local advertiser when you're screen when you're streaming TV right now, like during an hour show or something like that, and all the rest of the big advertisers, I really believe that's going to change, and at some point the little guys may even outnumber the big guys. So I think that is really the biggest trend that we're going to see with CTV in the next year or two. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I was just in a meeting yesterday with a client that uh, a hospice company that have been around forever. And we really dug in. We, you know, we're running multiple campaigns with, with you right now with this client and the results in the first 30 days were really, really great. We are doing both video pre-roll and OTT, as well as the new zip optimization, right? So the beauty of, of talking to them, how well it's doing, we started, we moved into the video strategy of content. And so what you're saying is so true is even three years ago, I was struggling to get good content, video content from our clients. And now it's becoming part of their marketing budget and it's becoming so much easier, like you said, you can do so much more with the B-roll and so much more with you know what you're doing and how to put together a very quality commercial. Well, I don't know if you're aware of it, but we have a new process over at Simplify I where do. we can take- I, I need to know URL. more, yeah. Ryan and I've discussed this and I know that there's some new things coming, so or that it's yeah. already here, yeah. So that, we're gonna table that for, that might even be its own little podcast, but I told, okay. uh, 
I told Ryan Arnold that I would have him also on uh, as a as a guest. So maybe yeah, that's something that I can talk, talk about. about. How much AI is capable of these days? Oh yeah, Crazy. absolutely. Okay, so that that's a great way to start it off. I think that's something our listeners really need to think about. It's not as complicated as they might make it. You know, we just we can get the great video, and local needs to be there with other brands. So let's talk about specific OTT platforms. So specifically, we use these acronyms, right? We're in the digital world, we love to speak acronyms. The SVOD, which is <laughs> subscription video on demand, right? This is the Netflix of the world. This is any time that somebody has a subscription-based platform that they're, you know, Netflix is the first thing that comes to mind, I think, for most people. But then we have what's called AVOD, the advertising video on demand, and then the fast platform. So what can you talk to us about, tell our listeners more about where you see these platforms such as Pluto TV are going in the near future? I love this question because I think this is almost as big a trend as the one we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So consider how many CTV providers are building out, ramping up, and promoting the ad-supported versions of their services. All right, so first we saw companies like Netflix, which you just called an SVOD, which is technically an SVOD and a subscription-based right. video-on-demand service, but now it's also an AVOD, right. which is an ad-supported video-on-demand service, right? Because now companies like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, and Max, which used to cost a fortune, you can actually get for less if you're willing to watch some commercials. Like, I personally, in January, I was like, I need to cut some expenses. We a little yeah. did a little bit last Christmas, you know? And I saw my Netflix bill, and I was like, I barely even watch Netflix. My daughter watches, the, I think the Kardashians are on Netflix, whatever. She watches the crud out of it. And I was like, I, I'm just canceling this. It's just too expensive. And I swear to you, the very next day, somebody suggested a show I needed to watch on Netflix. Yeah. It was a, a documentary on health and fitness. I was like, oh, I, I want to watch it. So I went back, and I signed up for $5.99. Right. Right. I was like, I'll watch a few commercials yeah. to watch this show. like, And maybe I'll even cancel at the end of the month. I don't know. But mm -hmm. it's so cheap now. I don't feel... I, it used to cost $6 to go rent a couple of movies at Blockbuster. Right. So to have all of the Netflix library for $6 a month feels It's like crazy. A bargain, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's a great example of there's so, much, so many hybrids out there that are not... Like yeah, Peacock's and, a great example of that. 100%. And then uh, Amazon Prime just started monetizing their content with commercials just out of the blue, like... As a user, I didn't even make the choice like I did with Netflix. It just, oh, there's commercials on Amazon I Prime that now. Too. Okay, I guess I'll sit through those, right? So they made that choice for me. Yeah. And then thirdly, I don't know if you saw it, but I was super excited when I saw the Pluto TV ad during the Super Bowl. Did so excited it? because, you know, years ago when I would talk to our, our sales reps about Pluto TV, and at the time they were like, well, I don't, I don't watch Pluto TV. And then I'd ask the... 25 year old they're like yeah yeah I, I do Pluto TV and now it's it's not just the 25 year old no it's finally becoming mm -hmm. popular and well it's always been popular with a certain segment but it's becoming more mainstream right yes and and the fact that Paramount spent whatever they spent millions of dollars to promote the free version of mm -hmm. their service I mean you have Paramount plus yes but then you also have Pluto TV which is basically free Paramount right right they obviously want people to embrace their ad-supported service. They do. So it's in it. I believe it's the people... fastest-growing content platform out there as a free service. I, I believe that's the case that I read. Fastest I growing. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You, you and all your stats. I know this. Eighty-six percent <laughs> of stats are made up. So <laughs> <laughs> Shh, way, don't tell everybody that. that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so all these uh, these people that I talk to that they brag about how they have all the paid services and they don't watch any commercials, right? And like, honestly, that was kind of me not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But the price to remain ad free is going to continue to rise. Yes. And more and more people are going to give in and tolerate mm-hmm. a world that looks like the one that we grew up in, where commercials interrupt our programs every ten minutes or so because. That's how you paid for TV, by watching advertisements. Absolutely. Well, and what I've really noticed, too, and, and I'm the same way. I used to be where I'm, I'm going to pay up, right? More and more, especially in what I do for a living, I need to be more aware of it. But the beauty of this is as we continue to get better at the targeting, you know, I recently was in the market after the first year. I thought, you know, I want, I really like my rowing machine at the gym, and I'm like, I need one for my empty exercise room in my basement that I built that nothing's down there. So I've been looking at rowing machines and lo and behold, I'm doing the same thing. I'm on prime and I'm delivered. All of a sudden I'm delivered an ad for a rowing machine. It's like, okay, I get, I'm getting delivered the content of commercials that I want that's targeted. And that's even better. Side note, the water rower, that's the one you want. Is it actually has water in it? I have that one and it's the best. Really? I'll have to talk after it. It doesn't feel electronic. It feels like you're actually pulling through the water. So okay. And you get the sound of the water. It's fantastic. All right. I might need anyway. to talk to you about that. <laughs> All right. So now that we've really talked about the content side of OTT, let's talk about the advertising side. So the video commercials. Why should a business be investing in this marketing solution for their business? And can they compete with a national brand? So you kind of started that way. Let's kind of go a little bit deeper because I think that's probably the biggest objection I hear sometimes is I'm not seeing a lot of local, which to me, when I hear that, I'm like, be the first one, be the one in your industry that's there. But let's talk about that. I really find it funny that we have to convince people to advertise on TV, because if the likes of Coca-Cola and Ford have been sending, spending billions of dollars on it for all these years to become successful, there's, it's obvious. It works, right? But to the search engine marketing advertiser who like measures their clicks, it, it's a it's a different conversation, right? So we have to we have to help them understand that it really is about awareness, you know, and that's not something every local business owner wants to talk about. They want performance marketing. But the advertiser who is only advertising on Google in 2024, in my opinion, is a lot like the advertiser who only advertised in the yellow pages back in 1990. They were only getting in front of the leads that were literally looking for their products and services. And while that's important, it's not everything. Creating awareness inspires people to actually want your product and services in the first place, and it drives them to get into the purchase funnel so that when they're ready to buy, they already have a brand or a business in mind. If it's okay, I want to tell you a a story from way back in the day uh, to clarify this point. You mentioned in my bio that I sold Yellow Pages. Right. um, So that definitely ages me. (laughs) Me too. uh, I remember walking into an attorney's office one day, and he's like, David, we're not going to renew this year. I was like, "Ah, I'm going to lose a half-page ad here. I can't can't let him leave, right? I said, all right, why why do you want to cancel? And he was like, well, I'm, I'm running a whole big television campaign this year, so I'm just not going to need Yellow Pages. And I said, listen, this was the, the day before you could pause TV, yeah, right? Or there were QR codes, right? So that, that name and that brand is going to go by in 15 seconds, and then they're not going to know how to – they're not going to memorize your phone number from a commercial, right? right. So I said, they're going to go to the Yellow Pages and look for you. So just keep your Yellow Pages one more year. Let me put a call tracking number in there, and we'll prove to you that the ROI is there. And so he did. 
Meanwhile, there was another attorney on the same page, the other half of the page, and he had a call tracking number as well. And I remember at the end of the year, we were looking at these tracking numbers, and the attorney who had the TV commercial got something like four times as many phone calls as the other attorney who was literally on the same page. I think he was even on the top of the page, honestly, if I remember correctly. So he should have been doing better. And of course, as a salesperson, I was like, look at all these phone calls we drove to you. Right. But obviously, the television you know, ads had something to do with right. that, right? And so that dynamic exists today in 2024 as well. There's no yellow pages, but a television campaign can drive users to look for a business on Google. And so what you see is when you do an awareness campaign, your paid search campaign actually improves. Right. And you can actually see the results looking at your branded keywords. So if you see more people looking for you by name, that's when you know that your awareness campaign, whether that's CTV or display advertising or radio or billboard on the highway, whatever it is, is is having a positive impact. Yeah, that's a great that's a great story because I come from newspapers, so same same type of thing is, you know, we've always said in marketing, traditional plays along with digital where we need to work off of each other. And where we're moving to from a traditional, I'm not telling every one of our clients to stop doing linear TV. I'm just saying be smarter with your marketing because why just choose CBS or NBC when you programmatically can choose wherever the consumer's at? and more and more, you know, we can't just decide. I, I had I used the example of if you just want to be on ESPN, well then ironically we pulled up where some of the top publishers are going to be with this particular audience in that meeting and it was like, oh, ESPN is one of them. I mean, ironically, we now can go so much deeper to tell you where the audience, you know, where, where the available inventory is based on the audience that you chose. So the, the technology is so much different from the day of my newspaper and your yellow pages. Um, from a local standpoint, that they can compete with the big dogs now, right? 100%. So what else should our listeners really know about the advantages of marketing when it comes to a video strategy? Is there something, and we talked a little about this already with the the content of the video commercial, um, but maybe let's talk a little bit about audience. So with the video strategy, what's left for our listeners to think about, what can you tell us more that that OTT offers now that we've never seen before? Well, I think there's really two reasons. If if you're a linear buyer and you're thinking about transitioning to CTV, I think there's two reasons. Number one is obviously the eyeballs. They're mm-hmm. just, for the first time in history, uh, linear TV is getting less than half of the eyeballs. You know, right. sometime last year there that, that, that happened. So you've just got to move into CTV if you want to continue to reach your audience. So that's number one. Number two is the targeting. And I think that's yeah. what you're really asking me to talk about, right? Like, so... Instead of targeting based on programming, which I hate, honestly, um, <laughs> if, if you were to try and reach me with, like you said, I'm into health and the outdoors, right, and self-improvement. These are like the things that I'm interested in. I have a Jeep. I go into the mountains. I, I love to camp, right? If you were to try and target me with, you know, let's say Jeep parts or backpacks or boots, let's go with boots, right? You probably want to run ads on on sports or mm-hmm. I don't know shows about cars or <laughs> I don't know crime drama I don't know and you're but watching you know the princess you, diaries <laughs> well you know how you can actually meet me reach me as rom-coms like right. that's that's my guilty pleasure right. I am watching you know romantic comedies I watch some s- stupid dating shows I'm not gonna <laughs> lie like 
you can't really predict a person mm-hmm. person's interests based on the programming. Agreed. My mother-in-law watched every single episode of Survivor, every single season, every single episode. Me never too. camped a day in her life. Yeah. Right. So that I hate camping, really... and Survivor is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> it it does it doesn't correlate necessarily, right? So. Instead, if you uh, use other kinds of data, it could be online behavioral data, the keywords that they search, the websites they visit, or their location data, the places they go in the real world. I mean, a person goes to a dog park, what do you know about them? They have dogs, right? Or they're the weirdo that goes to the dog park (laughs) with a gerbil, I don't know. But at the end of the day, location data can tell you something about it, right? Right. And then there's regular just purchase data, offline data. You, You could see from my credit card purchases, the things that I'm interested right. in. And those are all bits of data that we can use to create audiences and then reach those people with CTV ads, no matter what they're watching. So now you can put the Jeep winch ad or the Jeep light bar, or the big steel bumpers in front of me while I'm watching Overboard with Goldie Hawn, right? right? Like <laughs> that's a, a show you would never think to put an ad in front right. of me, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's really a great way to think of it because that is such old school thinking. And what we really have to do a lot with some of our clients is educate them on a different way to think about it, right? And cable buys back in the day were probably more targeted than something you could buy in linear because you could pick Bravo TV and assume that somebody that's watching Bravo TV is female and this is what they're doing. But now we don't, we take the guessing out of it in my mind. There's a lot of guessing that we can eliminate. It's still not perfect, but I, no. just, I just feel like it's way, way better. It's Well, and we've always said, do you want to just run on your local CBS with no idea and just run it in the news and hope they happen to watch the news? Or do you want to go find the person that's actually in the market to buy a new car because their lease is up? Yeah, that's what you want to do. And I'd also like to say this, for, for the advertisers who are doing display and haven't transitioned over to CTV yet, people retain 95% of what they see mm-hmm. in a video compared to 10% of right. what they read, Well, right? Because a video has that ability to have sight, sound, motion, and emotion. It allows the advertiser to tell a, a greater story, right. right? And it's just more powerful. Any TV commercial is going to be more powerful than a billboard or a banner ad right. all day long. Well, and we always say, I mean, for years display and it still is it's such a our programmatic display is some really great results but it's such a layer to what you can do with those two together find them wherever they're at in the consumer journey and like you said but i've got maybe three seconds on a display ad but with video i can talk to them for 30 seconds and that and make sure they watch it from beginning to end because you can't skip the inventory that's right all right so let's kind of wrap it up a little bit here so we always bring it back to roi so can you share with us maybe a brief case study or just how you see the value in marketing dollars when using a solution like connected tv yeah i've actually got a case study for you here it's uh it's an advertiser we worked with it's a multi-location residential blinds company and they wanted to drive traffic to their website to complete an online sign up for an online consultation and they also wanted to increase in-store visits so they repurposed their traditional tv assets and they put them into a ctv campaign to reach that audience and they targeted new homeowners So after three months, the campaign drove a 49% lift in in in-store foot traffic from the households that were served a CTV ad, and they saw an average 
of 135 in-store conversions across each of their stores. Wow. Well, just that 50% mark, the lift in traffic, yeah, I, I mean. The ability to measure lift is such a cool feature of CTV, right? So you can say, well, here are all the people that showed up in your store, but here are all the people who showed up in your store after being served an ad. Mm -hmm. And you look at those percentages and you get a number like that. It's just powerful. It is. And that's, you know, digital has always been held to a different standard with, with reporting as it should, but we need to look at what we're doing because we always talk about if you're running more CTV, you're, you're not going to see the conversion is not going to be in a click, obviously, right? It's, it's a large screen TV. But when you talk about foot traffic and the lift in foot traffic and the online conversions that are happening, that somebody's coming back to your website, just in that reporting call yesterday, I was so excited to be able to show some of that real data that's telling the story that in just one month, look what we did. Well, thank you. This has been fun as always. I'd love to have you back for maybe a follow-up in mid-year to see where we're at. Well, maybe we'll pick something specific like addressable geofencing with the curated list and OTT. We can go really down in the <laughs> really analytical, but those are the kind of things I get really excited about. We have some really great addressable geofencing case studies ourselves that um, I'd love to talk about that with you know with Connected TV. It's thank you. Addressable geofencing is awesome. Well, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Anything coming up for you or any new books coming out? What's going on? Well, it's, it seems funny to talk about this book because it has nothing to do with the conversation That's we okay. had. But since you brought up the DJ's Offroad Adventures uh, children's books, I am uh, writing a collection of inspirational off-road stories. Oh. So I've interviewed 47 uh, folks who drive Toyotas and Broncos and Jeeps about why they love that so much and experiences that they had that really impacted their lives. I've talked to people who have like overcome addiction, you know, fell in love. Like yeah. it's just going to be a really fun. I movie. really love that. I have so many friends that are in that Jeep world. I, I owned a Jeep years ago um, that I loved. Um, I would love to get back to having my own Jeep. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law just bought one last year. I have at least three friends that that's their main you know, that's their main car they drive because they love it so much. So it's really a lifestyle. I mean, I'm, I'm a pon, I'm a Benny, Bennington pontoon girl, so I have my Benny lifestyle, but I'm happy to maybe join the Jeep world again. Well, we are a unique crowd. Oh, by the way, do you know how to tell if a person drives a Jeep? No. Just wait a few minutes. They'll tell you. <laughs> that's really good. That's good. Well, thank you, David. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. Again, I'm Shannon Allen, and thank you for listening to Digital Marketing ROI. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROI to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week. Podcasts by Federated Media.